Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast in which we watch every episode of Degrassi The Next Generation, and then we chat about it. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland, and today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 19, Fight for Your Rights. And Kelsey, will you please read us the YouTube summary? Sure thing. Uh, It is, Emma complains to Principal Radich about the use of genetically modified foods in the cafeteria. When Radich says they haven't been proved to be harmful, Emma stages a student protest. I mean, it's it's kind of it, but it's a little misleading because I feel like that's not the point. Like, it, Holland and I were discussing how we thought the episode was going to be more boring than it was. And this summary kind of, like, alludes to that. Yeah, like, the her protesting is about GM foods, but it also just kind of more turns into, like a freedom of speech type of a protest and like how to do that on school grounds. Um, so kind of close, kind of not, whatever. Also, it leaves out the entire Jimmy Spinner storyline. Which I mean, I guess is fine by me anyway. Yeah, it wasn't that compelling, but it, I mean, it does kind of break them up though for now at least. Which, oh, yeah, and that does, like, play into, like, Jay coming in and stuff, right? Because they're, like, kind of on the outs, and it keeps them kind of, they stay on the outs for a little bit, which we'll get into because I, I'm 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 torn on who I feel worse for, you know? Yeah. Um, but the episode is called Fight for Your Rights, and it isn't the Beastie Boys song. That is Fight for Your Right. We got really excited and thought it was going to be that song, but it's actually a Motley Crue song that is just very hair metal-y sounding. But it does sound like it is partially what inspired the Beastie Boys to write Fight for Your Right, which is kind of more of a a parody-esque song in its own regards. And it seems like they are kind of making fun of this song in that song, but... Yeah, I don't even really know what it's about. It's like a gross Motley Crue song. Yeah, I don't care for it. I'm just, eh, I don't know. It's fine. Like, I understand why the Beastie Boys wanted to make fun of it a little, because it kind of sucks. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge Motley Crue fan, but even that, I'm just like, meh, whatever. Yeah. So, the episode starts with Emma practicing... Her debate that she has in second period the next day with Ashley and that girl in the wheelchair whose name I don't even think we ever learn. And they their presentation to Mr. Radich to try to get GM genetically modified foods out of the cafeteria. And it starts off with Emma practicing with Mr. Simpson, who's wearing like weird like Harry Potter glasses while he's like role playing as Mr. Radich. It's actually a very sweet moment, and we learn that Emma's mom is out of town for a few days, and Emma's, like, reassuring Archie that he's, like, a responsible adult. <laughs> he's like, I don't know how to do it. She's like, you're doing great. And he is. He's a good dad. Yeah, he's a great stepdad. And he's about to be a new dad because Spike is pregnant, even though we don't see her in this episode. But... So they're practicing. He's like, you're fine. You're ready for the UN, let alone like Mr. Radich. You're good. You're going to be fine. And then the theme song plays. And then 
It, Emma is arriving to school wearing the ugliest bucket hat. I think we need to, to get into fashion, please. Yes, immediately. That was like my first note is like Emma's wearing a dumb hat. And it is. It's a bucket hat. I always forget that bucket hats are real until they show up on this show. And Emma is like the worst one with them. Just with hats in general. Last episode, she was wearing that gross beanie thing. Um, and this episode, she's wearing that bucket hat. In the opening scene, she's wearing like a crazy tie dye shirt. With the bucket hat, she's wearing that like beigey tan vest, which she she really loves her vests, and she doesn't really pick a great color. Pretty much never. Um, I love Ellie's hair with the purple in it this time. I don't always like that, but for some reason in this episode, it like extra works for her. Um, also, Marco is wearing his classic jean jacket, which I'm obviously all about. And uh, Paige looks really good in that green top. I don't think we've seen her wear that before. I think that's a new wardrobe piece. And Emma is literally wearing a shirt that has like GM with like a like don't do it cross over <laughs> it, like a don't smoke, but it says GM. It's really funny. And I'm like, I'll wear that. That would be that. It's like it's funny, but it's also like so earnestly Emma that it's very sweet. Yeah, and Sully makes another appearance, and he's wearing the douchiest outfit with gross like little sunglasses in the bathroom. By the way, like the douche wears sunglasses inside, and it's disgusting. And also, there's a lot of emphasis placed on all of, like, the new clothes that Jimmy is getting throughout the episode. And it's just very, like, Sean John, like, sweat suits and, like, real. they're, like, really into the hoodies. Marco, at one point, is wearing an ugly shirt. I didn't really notice it, like, kind of registered, but that was really it. Um, at the end, when Emma's going on the grapevine, Liberty's wearing a jean jacket with rainbow with a rainbow collar, and it's kind of crazy. It's a lot. It's excessive. Um, those are all my fashion notes. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. So they're walking into school, and she's like getting ready for the presentation, and they do it. But Mr. Rad is just like, oh, but it's so much more expensive to switch to these thing- places that aren't GM foods. Also, it hasn't been proven to be harmful, and they're like, but it hasn't proved to be harmless either. I'm like, you can say that about anything, but okay. And then they, like, hand Mr. Radich, like, a basket full of tomatoes, and they're like, take a bite and taste it. And I'm like, nobody just, like, chomps into a tomato. I know some people who do that. They'll, like, put salt on it. and, the, and But I'm like, it like, nothing makes me go, like, Ugh, quite, like mouth sounds and people who bite into tomatoes like they're apples it's upsetting to me so he bites into the tomato and he's like it tastes perfectly fine and Emma's like yeah and you can barely taste the scorpion DNA like trying to shock him and he's like okay that is disturbing but like we can't afford to switch and it hasn't proven to be harmful so I'm gonna like not do this right now thanks though guys bye yeah, I mean, it's like an okay meeting. He's, you know, he's not being helpful at all, but it's also, he's not, like, crushing their spirits. Like, it's, he's just like, you know, I get your point, but we can't afford it. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. It's not until later that he becomes, like, king of the assholes. <laughs> like always, right? But, yeah, so they're a little disheartened, and Emma is like, you know what? 
And then she's like talking with Sean about it after school. They're like walking home. They're very adorable. And she's like talking about it. And he's like, you seem like you like really care about this. I'm not really into this kind of things, but it sounds like you care. Like you shouldn't back down if you really care about it. Like, don't let this get you down. And he like gives her a kiss on the cheek and it's super sweet. I just love how supportive he is of her. I think that's just like really nice. Like, especially at that age, like that's so not a thing. Like boyfriends our age are barely supportive. (laughs) For the most part, everyone is garbage. Children, if you're listening, everyone's the worst. Yes, I did love how supportive he was. Um, So then the next day at school, she comes, she like starts handing out flyers and she's like, like, which isn't like that bad of an offense. I, and then Mr. Radich comes over and it's like, stop spreading propaganda and like takes the flyers away from her. Well, first Ellie comes over and talks to her about it. And Ellie is making some pretty good points. It's kind of like, you know, I, I understand both of their arguments. I don't like Radich's argument because I don't like Radich in this. And a lot of his shit is bullshit. But Ellie makes a similar argument to like Tracker's argument when he was fighting with Emma in that Parents' Day episode where it's like, you know, if GM foods mean that people who can't normally afford things can afford lunch, then just you got to let it happen, which is like, you know, there's pros and cons to this. But, you know, it's so I understand where both of them are coming from. And I think Ellie is making a good point because Emma is like, you know, I thought you of all people wouldn't be supportive of GM food. She's like, I'm not. But if it means that like poor kids can afford to eat, then I think that, you know, they would prefer they die 20 years from now of cancer than die right now from starvation. Yeah. And yeah, I think, again, this is Emma like sticking with one side and not listening to any other arguments type of behavior and I think that what she she's like protesting the wrong thing I think she should be like she should be advocating and not like at school she should be advocating the government to do more testing on GM foods so we can like see if it does have an effect on like our bodies or on our health or anything like that rather than just like trying to outright ban it just because you personally believe that they're wrong and you get skeeved out by the fact that scorpion DNA is in this. But like so many different kinds of foods are also made up of like weird gross things that you eat anyway. Like M&M's, that shell on the outside of M&M's is made by like crushed up beetles or something. And people eat that all the time. And they're, I mean, M&M's aren't exactly healthy, but they're not dying from it as far as I'm concerned. So I feel like her argument's like in the wrong place, at least as far as GM foods is concerned. Um, like maybe let's like advocate for more research. That happens to Emma a lot. It's like she wants to be a certain way and it's like she doesn't quite hit the mark. Yeah, no, it's it's I mean, she did the same thing with the squeegee kits. It's just like <laughs> I know it's just like it wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. Hey, preppy kids. Do you remember that? You guys, that was a terrible episode. Manny is a shit show. It was bad. Um, Yeah, I mean, she's, yeah, she just, like, doesn't quite hit the mark. And I think that she could be a really good protester, like, later on in her life. But in this moment, it's, it's 
Her heart's in the right place, but she's not doing quite the right thing. It's like she, I'm trying to figure out if she like gets too into the details or if she's too big picture. It's like one or the other, and I can't decide which one it is, but she's one of those two. I think it might be she hones in on the details that she can latch onto Mm -hmm. and like doesn't do any other follow up research and just uses like the three pieces of evidence that she has found that already supports her opinion and like rolls with that. Um, But whatever. She's pro. She's handing out flyers. She has that conversation with Ellie. Mr. Radish comes over and is like, "Um, please stop spreading propaganda and like takes the flyers away. And then. Later in class, I guess we're just going to do her storyline and then jump to Spinner and Jimmy because we're already kind of halfway through it. Yeah. Um, but later in class, she and em- or she and Manny are talking and she's like, oh, then you took away my flyers. Warp, warp. And Manny's <laughs> like, well, what are you going to do now? And she's like, I guess I'll give up. But like, at least maybe some people are thinking about it. But then the morning announcements come on. And it's crazy. It's crazy. There is an ad for their cafeteria, basically. It is, like, straight-up propaganda. It is an ad. And they use a weird, like, fisheye lens for some reason. Which I'm like, why is this happening? And Sheila's really, like, the actress playing Sheila is really good at fake bad acting. Because it's, like, very believably bad acting. And JT's pretty good in the commercial act. Like, full, like actually, he's like, he could do this. Yeah, it's basically just, like, a propaganda-esque ad being like, the cafeteria's great. I hear some people have been bad-mouthing my ingredients, but I use only the finest. Look at all this great stuff. And JT's there just like... And Sheila's sauce is always free. It's great. And it's like, it's like a whole thing. Holland, did you memorize this commercial in our one viewing like 20 minutes ago? Do you just remember it verbatim? Because that was impressive. That's all that I remembered from it. But whatever. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. So that happens. And then uh, Emma's like, Oh, he got mad at me for spreading so-called propaganda. I'm going to up the fucking ante on this now. So then they go to lunch. And it's the best. She's the best. She, well, first of all, she walks in, they're at lunch and she's like, she confronts JT and she's like, what is your deal? Way to like do this horrible thing. And he's like, calm down. And then Toby's like, yeah. And she's like, what are you doing eating this food? And he's like, I like the food. And it's like a whole thing. <laughs> well, first she's like, and Toby, what are you doing? And he's like, is that a trick question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Toby. Toby was a gem for that part. Um, so, yeah, it was the whole thing. And she's just like, she's like so mad about it and she like throws she like well, flips it or something she, Toby's like holding his french fries and she kind of grabs them and is like I bet these are made with like gross like bugs or like something in a lab or whatever and he's like okay give me back my french fries and they like fight over the french fries and then it like flies into the air and hits Jimmy who's behind them and he's like not happy about it he's wearing his new sweatshirt which we'll get into that storyline in a second and so then he, like, grabs food and tries to throw it at them, but they all duck, and then it hits Paige, and then it turns into, like, a whole food fight. And it's awesome. And the food fight music is very fun. Um, And I love Paige because, you know, she 
Her character is meant to be like this girly girl, but Paige is like, Paige gets hit with that food and she doesn't go to tears. Paige is savage. She goes like right to fury and vengeance and I love it so much. She reminds me a lot of Cordelia sometimes, like Cordelia in like later episodes of Buffy when she's like more on the Scooby gang and she is badass. Yeah. And yeah, then she hits Craig and Craig is like, oh, well, fuck that. And like hits her right back and turns into a whole thing, which, yeah, the music is like that generic, like pop girl rock music they use a lot in like the backgrounds of like some of the girls rooms when they're hanging out. But I enjoyed it. And although personally, I feel like a food fight would be a nightmare. Oh, yeah, no, no. It would be my actual nightmare, but it's fun to watch like on on the thing. I was like, this is kind of funny. Um, so that was like a fun moment. And Radich calls Emma into the office and he basically blames her for the whole thing. And even though he knows that she didn't start it, he's blaming her because of all the trouble that she's been causing him, which she picks up on right away. She has she's like, oh, that's why you're doing this. OK. Yeah, she calls him out on it, but she gets suspended for the day. But she's so pissed off that she, like, goes to class anyway into Mr. Simpson's class. And Mr. Simpson's like, um, Emma, aren't you supposed to be going home? You're definitely suspended. And she's like, I was suspended, but I think that's wrong. So I'm going to be in class. And he's like, "Mm, that's not how that works. Let's have a private talk. And they have a talk. And he's like, what are you doing? Are you testing me? Like, you need to go home. And they have a little fight. And he makes her go home. And she's fucking pissed. Yeah, she is. Um, and oh, also, she's when she's talking to Brad, she's like, you know, I'm gonna call your mother, and she's like, my mother's at a stylist convention. Which do hair li- stylists have conventions? Is that a thing? Maybe I could see it happening. I mean, I know there are such things as hair shows, but also I could see it being like if she owns her own salon. I don't really know the specifics of her business or if she like works in a salon or if she owns it too or if she's a manager because I know when I worked at like a shoe boutique my boss would actually go to like shoe conventions to like pick up to see like what styles to bring into the shop so maybe it's similar like it's like a stylist convention where you like go to see how you can improve your own salon I don't know I don't think it's out that much out of the realm of possibility I was just wondering. I was like, I've never heard of this before. That is interesting. Um, so, so yeah, Simpson sends her out and she protests outside and it's badass. And Ellie is interviewing her for the grapevine. And this is the first we see of Ellie like trying to be a journalist, which is cool. Yeah, very interesting. Very nice to see that little seed planted. And then Radich comes outside and Emma's like, I am not on school property. I can do this. Like, it's like I'm in my right to do this. And he's like, okay, well, you and he's like still pissed off and is like, you need to apologize for your behavior tomorrow on the morning announcements or else you're going to be suspended for a week, which I'm like, she does. That's like doesn't seem like it should be. That's like against some kind of law or some kind of rules. She's allowed to express her opinion and she has listened to you and like went off campus and did it in a place where you're not she's not under your jurisdiction and this is stupid I hate you Mr. Radich I know I hate him so much in this episode and he also tells Ellie to stop reporting and I'm like 
This is breaking freedom of speech, freedom of the press. I know it isn't America, but like, come on, dude. Like, that's fucked up. And she's and you're right. She's not even on school property. He's just such an asshole. And like, Ellie should be able to report whatever the fuck she wants. Like, it's oh, I hate him. He's an, he's the worst. So then the next day. Emma goes to be on the morning announcement. Like, first, I think she has a conversation with Mr. Simpson. He's like, is this the hill you want to die on? Are you, like, are you sure you know what you want to do? And so she goes on the morning announcements, and it seems like she's going to apologize, but she's like, I'm supposed to apologize, but I'm not going to do that. I apologize for, like, my involvement in the food fight and if I'm the one who started it, but everything else I don't think I should have to apologize for. I have a right to speak my mind. It doesn't matter if you agree with me on GM foods or not. I have a right to express my opinion, and I don't have to apologize for that. And then she walks out, like, boom, mic drop. Mr. Radich is like, she's like, so I guess I have to go home now. And Mr. Radich is like, pissed the fuck off. And he's like, yes, you do. Emma does not disappoint. I was, like, so proud of her in that moment. And so was Ashley. Did you see Ashley's face? She was, like, grinning. And so was Mr. Simpson. They were both, like, so proud of her. I mean, Emma's just so, she's just so great. Like, you know, I don't always love Emma because she can be kind of a pain in the ass. But, you know, I, I like to think that, like, we can all be as, like, passionate about things as Emma. Like she, and she and her heart is always in the right place, even if she doesn't, like, fully know what she's talking about. And I think that's just a part of being, like, 13 or 14, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when Emma is on her A-game, she's, like, fucking amazing. She's great. Um but she's only a 13-year-old kid and can definitely and definitely also fucks up a lot, which we can't totally fault her for. So that's the end of that storyline. The B storyline is a little more a little trickier as far as like where how I feel about it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Um so basically it starts with Jimmy comes walking like Spinner's like looking at signing up to work at the calf and they're like, really? And he's like, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do that again. Just kidding. And Jimmy comes walking up and he's in all new clothes and they're like, wow, like what happened? And he's like, oh, it was like a belated birthday gift for my dad. He took me shopping. And they're like, OK, money bags. <laughs> like, you know, and then later on in class, he's like listening to an MP3 player and Spinner talks about how it's $500, which right now is crazy because, like, an iPod, like, does not cost $500. But that, I'm pretty sure, is, like, first-generation iPod. Like, one of the first ones, if not the first one. It's so fat and humongous. But, yeah, I could see it maybe being that much back then because... Oh, no, it definitely was. I remember. It. Yeah, I think my dad had one of those. I don't know if he had, like, a $500 one, but he had, like, a big that one that was probably an older model like at the time even but I remember it well yeah no I remember like all the kids in my school getting them and they were like very oh. expensive I, I grew up in a wealthy area it was they were very expensive though I remember that and I didn't get one because I was like I was like this will fade out and I like kept my walkman <laughs> <laughs> like and disc man I was like it's fine I remember in seventh grade I think I saved up for an iPod mini I got a pink one and it was like a very big deal. I like saved up and like met like my parents, like my parents helped me out if I got, got good grades and I got a mini iPod and I was very excited about it. Uh, but all the kids listening to this have no idea what an iPod mini is. 
Oh, iPod Mini. Do you remember iPod Video? It was like a thing. It was like the first iPod that like featured like you could watch a video on it. It was exciting. Anyway. Yeah, because my mini was black and white. Yeah. 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 Oh, I remember. I remember. I also remember like when Game Boy Color first came out. We're going to just spiral <laughs> if we do this. Um. So anyway. So yeah. So Spinner's like, oh, I'm so jealous. Like after uh, Queen Quan broke my... Disc man, I've I've been having to listen. I've been stuck with cassettes, and Jimmy is like, "Sucks to be you." And I'm like, "Wow, Jimmy, why do you all of a sudden like completely lack empathy? Like he turned into a sociopath like really quickly." Because uh, normal, I feel like Jimmy one episode ago would be like, "Oh man, I'm sorry. Like we can maybe figure out a way to like fix this." Like he went from like normal human to like sociopath. Yeah, he was not a nice dude and and then later when they're playing basketball outside like jimmy's wearing like another new outfit or something and then he and marco start making fun of spinner for wearing the same sweatshirt since seventh grade or something i was like why do they think it's okay to make fun of spinner for not being able to afford new clothes this is awful yeah, I wrote that. I was like, why are they giving Spinner so much shit? They're basically just being like, haha, you're poor. And it's like, what is wrong with you people? And I do like Spinner's comeback where he's like, hey, man, not everyone can afford to buy new clothes or all the time. Like, not everyone's dad is rich. He's like, I can't just go like, oh, papa, please spoil me. I kind of, I don't like Spinner a lot of the times, but I kind of do like when he does his like weird, oh, papa bits because they're kind of funny. Really? I just, that bugged me. Like, I, I thought the first time was like kind of funny. And, but then like, I hate the way he says papa, it like <laughs> derives me nuts. So like by the second time he did it, I was like, I hate this. I hate this so much. Well, regardless, I think I'm still siding with Spinner in this situation because Jimmy and Margot being assholes to like him because he's poor. Like that's something out of his control. It's insane. And it's really fucked up. And but yeah, and then he's but then he steals Jimmy's MP3 player. So it's like now we're back to even footing because even if your friend's being a dick and even if he leaves it behind that's fucked up. Don't steal from your friends. I mean, don't steal from anyone, but definitely don't steal from your friends. Um, so he steals the iPod and Jimmy's like, oh, fuck, I lost my iPod. Da, 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 da. And Spinner's like, hey, man, maybe you should take better care of your things. Don't get mad at me. And like Jimmy is definitely lashing out on Spinner the entire episode, bef- even before like the iPod theft happens. And so then Spinner's so Spinner's like feeling like victimized by him. And I can understand like kind of why he did it, but it's still not really great at all. So he corners Sully in the bathroom and is like, I heard you wanted to buy this. I'll sell it for you, to you for one hundred and twenty dollars because I want to buy some dumb sweatshirt. Yeah. What the fuck is five soul? Anyway, so then Sully is like at first he's like not stolen right and spinner's like who cares and he's like oh yeah i'm like i'm like you don't seem that concerned that it's probably stolen like for a person who originally asked it's not stolen right you're really not that worried about it 
because Sully is a douche. Yeah, he's like, this isn't stolen, is it? And Spinner's like, do you want it or not? And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, at least I like asked, I guess. That kind of makes me okay, right? And then, so then after school, um, Spinner's going to meet Sully so he can give him the money. And Jimmy comes up to him and is like, I'm sorry, man. I shouldn't have been making fun of you. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then Spinner's like, okay, okay, please leave, please leave. And then he gets caught trying to sell Sully the iPod. And it's awkward. And Jimmy kind of makes a pun about, oh, yeah, sounds like a steal. Like, <laughs> and walks away. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough to watch. It's sad. You know, you don't want to watch their friendship break up. But Jimmy's been an asshole this whole episode. And Spinner stole his MP3 player. Everything's fucked up between them. I Actually, I feel bad for both of them in this. Yeah, it's just awful on both ends. So then the next morning, I think J- or Jimmy's like going into the cafeteria. And it turns out that Spinner is now working there. And he gives him back his MP3 player. And he apologizes. And he's like, I'm sorry, I really shouldn't have done that. I couldn't go through with it, but I shouldn't have done it anyway. You're my best friend. And then Jimmy's like, was, and like walks away. And it's like, oh no, this did not end in a great way. Yeah, but like, I I understand. It's, I just, I feel bad for both of them. I don't know. And, you know, and Spinner tries to apologize and, you know, he was feeling victimized at the beginning, so I understand where he's coming from. And, you know, and he didn't go through with it. But then at the same time, would he have gone through with it if Jimmy hadn't gone up there? Because he was ready to. It wasn't that he felt bad. It was that Jimmy caught him and then he retroactively felt bad. So it's like they're, they both suck in this. And I also feel bad for both of them. Yeah, it's not great. So that's the that's both storylines wrapped up. Um, I think we're going to do our new thing where we read a comment, a YouTube comment or two to see what the public thinks because they're pretty entertaining. So it's kind of the best thing I've ever read. It's by Erin Crenshaw. She wrote it six months ago. She said, did Jimmy say belated birthday gift because his birthday was in season one? <laughs> <laughs> logic (laughs) it's amazing i'm like oh i want to be your friend you seem cool um so yeah that was really funny most of the comments on this video are about how people hate emma which is really kind of upsetting because i think that she's great in this episode there are plenty of episodes that emma's super annoying this is not one of them i know this one i thought i was going to hate her from the outset but she was actually fine and i was like on board for it so i don't know why there's so much hate there's also a lot of drake Started from the bottom, never actually started from the bottom jokes on here because he played a rich kid on TV, which are kind of humorous, I guess. Um, So let's get into it. Spirit Squad Captain, I think I'm going to go with Emma for obvious reasons. She stuck to her guns. She was actually like mostly in the right in the freedom of speech area of her argument. And I was all about it. Yeah. Um, Emma, for sure, Emma. I mean, she's, yeah, she's she's by far the best person of this episode. She's like, for all the reasons you said, Queen Spirit Squad. I mean, she sticks to her guns and she actually has the right guns, you know? So it's like, it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm in it. 
makes it easier to root for her. Um, but okay, ship of the episode, Sean and Emma, just for their little moment. Yeah, no, man, you beating me to all of these. Obviously, Sean and Emma. Moral of the episode is, you know, stick to what you believe in. Freedom of speech is important. Don't let anyone like shut you up and shut you down when you're like in the right. Like, especially if what not necessarily when you're in the right, like if what you really believe in is right and you are not doing like anything harmful to another person, like you are well within your rights to say whatever the fuck you want as long as it's not like hateful. Like if you're just saying like this is what I believe you guys should be informed, not like this sucks. Like she's being like cool about it. It's not like she's like being an asshole. I don't know. I'm rambling. I think that works. And as far as the Spinner Jimmy storyline, don't steal shit from your friends, but also don't make fun of your friends for being poor. I feel like there's not that broad of a thing I can apply to this situation because it's a very specific situation. But maybe like support your friends and don't make fun of them for like, just don't make fun of your friends. That's mean. And support them and be a good friend. And don't steal from them or make fun of them for being poor. You guys, as time goes on, our morals devolve. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Because otherwise they repeat. Um, all right. So if you want, you can follow us on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> I sound very excited. We're whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. We exist in the world. It's cool. Um, you can also email us, which we love. We get very excited about emails. Whatever it takes, podcast at gmail.com. And you can also tweet at us. It's also very exciting. Uh, at Degrassi Pod. And then, of course, there is SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, you've probably found us on one of those two things. If you're on iTunes or if you have access to iTunes or if you're like, I have a free four minutes, what should I do with that time? You should go on iTunes and rate and review us because that would be really nice of you. Yeah, please do that. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hollandtacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsex with the Z at the end. Um, and I am going to recommend... Uh, this musician that I just got into recently. His name is Dan Mangum, and his, uh, let me see, what's, what the hell is his thing? His name is Dan Mangan. I confused him with Jeff Mangum for like a minute. Uh, Dan Mangan, and his band is Dan Mangan plus Blacksmith, um, but he also has a solo album right now called Unmake, and it's just everything he does is so good. It's so good. Yeah, we listened to a couple songs before we recorded, and I definitely enjoyed them as well, so I would piggyback that recommendation. And I'm also going to recommend, I know I already plugged a Blink-182 single in the past, but their new album came out on July 1st. It's called California. And I've been listening to it, and it definitely is kind of returning back to that old school Blink-182 sound, and I'm enjoying it, so I recommend that. I should listen to that. Holland and I are going to see them in a few months. I haven't listened to their new album at all, so that is a thing that I should do. But I'm glad that you recommend it, because I trust your judgment. And that's it for us. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. <laughs>